everyone knows they've hung out with people for a weekend and felt empty afterwards or mm. you've gone to a dinner party and kind of talked about crap you didn't really care about and then felt like what was that even about and we're craving connection but a lot of us are foregoing our values to meet our needs welcome to the fluorescence podcast i am your host felicia all The aim of the game here is that these insightful conversations will empower you to expand your mind so that you're one step closer to living your dream life. Fluorescence means to develop richly and fully, and I hope each episode inspires you to do just that. Let's get into it. Ladies and gents, I am so excited for you to hear all of this juice. I know I say this about every ep, but honestly, this episode is like a mini coaching session with Bryony, which are worth thousands. So Bry used to work in law, and she worked in law for three years before she realized it wasn't her calling. She then made a huge shift through investing in lots of personal growth, And now she is a world-class mindset coach, which I can vouch for firsthand being one of her students. Grab yourself a cuppa and get ready to level up. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Fluorescence Podcast. I have a very, very special guest on today. Her name is Bryony McKenzie. And Bryony is actually probably my first coach that I ever invested in. And I'm sure we can get into that a little bit later, but she's someone that is very influential in my life and I look up to a lot so I feel super grateful to have you on today Bri. Yes amazing so stoked to be here and yeah it's been an honor to witness your expansion and so yeah just stoked to be here to contribute what wherever we go today it'd be awesome. Amazing thank you thank you all right I'm gonna put you on the spot and this is a question I ask every guest and it is what is your favorite quote and why? Oh what's coming through I have so many one-liners I just (laughs) love a one-liner you know um for me what is really there is uh the cave we fear to enter is where the treasure lies and for me that's um all the places we don't want to look or often we don't want to go is truly where our growth our expansion and our freedom can lie on the other side so um and for me that that taps into really living a soul-based life and really trusting those nudges even when it's scary or you have no idea where you're going with things or um, because yeah, for me, every time I've done that, my life has just expanded in ways I never thought was possible. And yeah, that, that's, that's mm, a that's philosophy. A, nice. That's such a perfect way to start off this ep. Thank you so much for sharing that. We'll get into a little bit about yourself. So yeah, just tell us a little bit about your background and then kind of what's going on for you in your life at the moment. Yeah, of course. So I um, grew up in Invercargill, the bottom of bottom of New Zealand, and <laughs> managed to make my way all up to all the way up New Zealand. If you're familiar with New Zealand, our little country, all the way up to Auckland. Um, studied corporate law, went into a law firm. Very by default, I didn't do law for. Um, I always thought I wanted to go down the humanitarian route, but I guess like a lot of people, I just kind of woke up one day by default in a corporate law firm and wondered how on earth did I end up here um and for me I knew for a really long time I guess I was there for almost four years and pretty much that whole time I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life but I honestly just had no idea I'd really built an entire life based on success metrics what other people thought of me what I expected of myself and so it was a pretty confronting time to really ask deeper questions and really go, is this what I actually want? Um, What am I doing here? Because I ticked every box I thought was going to make me happy. And I think a lot of people do. I had the partner, I had the apartment, I had the job, I had all the things. um, And I really felt literally nothing I felt. And I guess um, it was actually my mum who rang me one day and she was like, I just really want you to go um, to the seminar and I was like mum I'm fine and like really like snappy and standoffish you know I was like I'm fine I'm fine which is funny now because I so see that for all of us really when we are back you know that kind of back off energy um, but I guess I was and, I, and that's kind of that case, the same thing about the quote is like are you actually willing to look at your life really and get really honest with yourself not like 
um, the bullshit that we convince ourselves, but just get really real. And so for me, that was a point in my life that I just got really honest with myself about my own relationship with myself. I'd always had, I'd really battled with eating disorders through my life. So I was like, right, I get to get really real about this, my career, my relationship, um, all of it. And so it was the most confronting time of my life. Um, but also the most liberating, to be honest, of owning who I'm not, letting go of who I thought I was to truly discover who I am. So I went to a whole bunch of personal growth seminars. I was still working as a lawyer. I just went absolute. I was like, at that point, it wasn't to become a coach. It was truly just for me and my journey. And I just went from one to another to another um, and eventually started running these little workshops in downtown Auckland just to contribute to my friend groups and, you know, anyone who wanted to learn what I, because I went a lot to Australia and America and then was learning so much and really wondered why we didn't have much of this in New Zealand at that mm. point. It was about five years ago now, six years ago even. Um yeah, so it was beautiful and people loved it and it all just kind of grew from there. And that's when Untapped was born, the actual company that we have now. Um, obviously, it wasn't born as a company. It was the tiny little bunch of post-it notes on my wall. And it's been a really amazing, I've been had Untapped for four years now. So had the privilege of, you know, running um, hundreds of workshops and programs and help thousands of people through our work uh, and built a team now, which is just yeah, phenomenal. Been a really transformational journey learning business. I think coaching was always a very natural expression for me, but business mm -hmm. was really challenging. So um, yeah, really get to do this work every day. Um, and in my life at the moment now, I have um, my beautiful love of my life, Delaney, which uh, we met in a personal growth workshop um, a few years ago. And that's been incredibly expansive. Um, and we live in Wanaka, New Zealand. So this was, um, uh, we were just jamming on this. This was our kind of long-term plan, but with all the COVID things, we ended up landing here. We have a freedom-based lifestyle. So because we do a lot of online and um, we do do workshops, but a lot, most, pretty much all of our work is online. We can kind of travel and go wherever we choose, which is amazing. And at the moment we are gearing up for our last couple of weeks in New Zealand and we've decided to move to Mexico. Um, <laughs> yeah, even though neither of us have ever been there, but our souls are again, just like calling us. We we did that whole bought a piece of land or a section here in Wanaka, went to build and again, just felt ourselves tipping back into that, like what society wants from us stuff. And mm. we were like, what do we want? Wait a minute. Um, we know it's like the logical thing, build, invest, rent, all of it. We get it. But it's just like, yeah, we literally didn't feel expanded by that. We felt quite drained by all of it. So we were like, well, let's go and, and we'll be back. So that's us at the moment. Yeah, just in our final couple of weeks um, before we hit on hit on the move. But we will, yeah, still running the business and everything as we go. So yeah, yeah it's just going to be a different chapter. Oh, what a bloody story. <laughs> that was like, go, 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 go. You're so yes, good at it. Do, do the growth game pretty, yeah, pretty strong. Yeah, I, I love what you mentioned at the end there, like that you were like kind of slipping into the very traditional way of doing life house kids blah, blah 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 and that you were able to like you have the tools and techniques to actually step back and be like hey actually is this what we want to do because it's so easy to just fall into like that trap if you if you want to call it that because that's just what like society expects of us right so it's the easy route so like when I heard yeah. you guys going to Mexico I'm like damn and a little bit of jealous for sure and I and I know I'll get there my, my soul is calling travel so much and yeah. I know I will get there for sure, but I, I just commend you guys for like sticking to your truth and honoring your truth as well, because it is so easy to, to do what everyone else is doing. So to continue mm. to stay aligned to what is like your values is really hard as well, especially mm. with like societal pressure. So I think that is so, so epic. And I really like want to ask you so many questions about your story, but like I've listened to a bunch of podcasts that you've already done about your story. And so that's why I really wanted to tap into your brain around relationships, because I feel like you have a lot to offer in this space. And so that's the mm. route we're going to take today. So I'd love to know what you think are the attributes of a healthy relationship. And this just doesn't need to be romantic. This is just any relationship in general. Yeah, beautiful. 
Um, yeah, and I was so excited um, when you suggested that because it's such a massive area of our life and it's something mm-hmm. I have had huge transformation in and huge grieving processes in and creation processes and, and, and really evolved through. I think, um, yeah, our, we really are, you know, you've seen probably seen all those quotes, you know, the average of the five people we hang out with and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And it really is true. Like your environment is so critical because I think so many of us do all this personal growth or self-work or read the books or, you know, listen to the podcast, but then our environment, like our life doesn't reflect that transformation. And for me, that was absolutely my journey of like, you know, for years I was expanding and evolving into this person of who I really was um, but then I'll turn around and look around and my life was all still the same. There was a lot of alcohol, a lot of, you know, like that was, mm. that was the world I was in. And I was like, wait, and I grappled for so long of having my entire life start to reflect who I was. And I think that for me is like literally one of the pillars of those healthy relationships, um, is values alignment. Um, and I don't want to mistake that for like, they've got to be a carbon copy of you and exactly the same thing. Cause I think a lot of people do that. Like, Oh, if they're not into my things, you know, um, diversity is fantastic. D and I are so similar and so different. D's my partner, um, which is beautiful, but we have some really solid values alignment and similar to when I was expanding through my friend groups and, you know, really letting go of some friendships and recreating new ones and meeting people at all these seminars is like the values alignment of are we are we are we on the same path do we care about the same things because when you're in those communities you really flourish and so for me um like obviously growth is one of my core values so being around people that had that similar value of like they loved it they were passionate about they were leveling me up in that sense um is really really huge I think really looking around and thinking have I got people here we're on the same wavelength and buzz we don't need to be exactly the same but we actually have an alignment of what we're here for um because when you're in those types of environments not only do they expand you, but you feel aligned. You know, everyone knows they've hung out with people for a weekend and felt empty afterwards, or mm. you've gone to a dinner party and kind of talked about crap you didn't really care about and then felt like, what was that even about? And we're craving connection, but a lot of us are foregoing our values to meet our needs, needs of connection, et cetera. And how do you have them all aligned? Like, oh, I can hit my values and feel connected at the same time. So I think really... And that's not to say your entire life has to have that, but key relationships for sure. Like really making sure they are people on that same um, wavelength. And, you know, that's like one, I think that helps. Um, Obviously one other thing I've found, and we were talking about this in one of our programs the other day is everything in a relationship does come down to communication in a sense, whether it's nonverbal or verbal, whatever, like our quality of our life is determined by the conversations we're having Mm -hmm. you know um and that's why this podcast matters so much you're giving people an access to a whole other different conversation and really that's what expands us and there's this distinction I have that I love in your relationships where some relationships will have descriptive communication where we just talk about things we talk about people we talk about the news events um it's not a bad thing past stuff and it's descriptive communication. It just kind of falls flat. There's nothing created there. And so for me in relationships, thinking about really healthy, energizing, exciting, uh, powerful relationships is that it's, it's also going to come down to the quality of the communication you have and alternate to descriptive is generative communication where you're actually in communication with someone and you're creating something literally through your speaking and listening, you're creating something, possibilities, ideas, action, accountability, like that's the type of relationship that you want to be part of. You know, you know, those people you go for a coffee and you're like, oh my gosh, I just like buzzing after I talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. On a high. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because they've got generative communication. They're creating Mm. something through their language. And so every time in my life, I do like a little audit of my relationships. I look at like, oh yeah, no wonder I have this relationships like, you know, um, not as powerful or effective at the moment because we've tipped into descriptive. We're just talking about stuff and things in the past verse over here oh my gosh this person we are vibing because we've got so much generative communication we're really creating something when we when we're in communication and in relationship um and and 
being the person who takes radical responsibility for that as well, right? Because the reality is people are going to follow your energy flow. So I think we often project like, oh, they, they're boring or they're talking about this. It's like, well, you know, what are you a space for? So um, yeah, those are a couple of things I think that there's so many coming mm. through, but yeah, values and, and the quality of our communication in those relationships is really mm. pivotal. I didn't I've never heard of that before descriptive versus generative but that makes so much sense and I feel like I'm definitely someone that needs that generative like communication because like I'm and this is something I'm still trying to figure out in my personal life like in my close proximity like those people I hang out with like in the Manawatu I feel like it is like gossip talk about things and stuff and I'm just like oh like I join in because otherwise I'm just gonna sit there but it's just like eh, it's just so yeah. like not me and what when I think of like generative I think of like HPW community you know like after all the calls I would just be like oh my gosh I love that so much I love these girls these are my sisters and yeah that makes so much sense yeah yeah just like is there is there something getting created there I call it creative communication like Mm. our words are designed to create a world and most people are just not responsible with that they're just yeah and it's it's not to blame people or anything like that because it's actually just default yeah like we are all just but we just kind of default to that kind of communication like you said it's like you go into work on a Monday it's like how was your weekend yeah good thanks what'd you do it's just all so I hate it it surface level (laughs) no this is like when I was in customer service and I would be like hey how's it going I hated I hated saying that because it was just like I was like this little robot and it's just something that I just said every single time but yeah it's just a weird transaction like so Mm -hmm. surface level yeah and D my partner D does some fantastic things with which I can share because he does them to truly disrupt those automatic blur because once you're in that context it's just like you know you've got the thing with your parents or whoever it is in your life that you just hi how you going yeah what's been you have all the same conversations and Mm -hmm. so D does these really cool things where he just you know like even at the um supermarket you know checkout person might be like to us how's your day been you know exactly what you just said literally transactional and D will go magical or like absolutely phenomenal and you just see them get a fright yeah like they're literally like oh because he's just trying to disrupt that automaticness and he does it when he gets a coffee he like throws his hands in the air like and he's like Woo-hoo! and they're always like oh my gosh what um, <laughs> yeah so it's so it's so great because I think and and that's what we all get to be responsible for in our space is like are we allowing that descriptive crap or are we like no around me generative powerful conversations happen and just being really responsible for that and I totally had to transition out of all the gossip crap like we were so rude we were always just bagging our bosses and all Mm. you know like it was just nothing got created and so as I went through my transition it was like nope actually I'm in generative communications that's what I'm here for so you know you're obviously doing the same thing and that's why these podcasts are so beautiful because you are giving people an access to like you know a whole Mm. other context something creative yeah, yeah, and that was always like the point with the podcast because I was having such epic conversations and I was like, I want people to be a fly on the wall and listen to these two. Like, I just need to get them out there. And a podcast is such an easy, simple way to do that as well. It's just we're talking, but we're giving access to so many other people to get all the juice from this conversation as well, which yeah. uh, podcasts are amazing. Um, cool. All right, let's jump into the next question and it's around courageous conversations And so I wanted to ask you this because I think it comes, it like goes in tandem with a healthy relationship because if you're, and I feel like this is especially in a family dynamic as well, like you could have a good relationship like with your parents or your siblings or whatever, but if you shy away from those courageous conversations that need to be had, then I feel like you won't fully unlock the kind of relationship that is possible. And so I wanted to yeah, ask you about what, what are they and how can they encourage like healthier connections? Mm, so powerful um and, and beautiful like following on from that generate like that descriptive or generative yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. again they are a generative conversation they're confronting 
um, because we're really owning or looking at something we've been avoiding. It's back to the first quote of like, no one wants to have them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've had thousands of courageous conversations and I, they honestly still freak me out. Like I'm, I'm very practiced. I've sat in seminars where we've had to call 40 people and every time I'm still like, oh my gosh. And I think we convince ourselves with these. We also convince ourselves often like, oh, it's okay. Like it'll just kind of go away or whatever. But the thing about that is every time you do that, you rob yourself of your own expression and truth. Mm. Like you really do. Cause you just kind of, and I think women do this a lot. It's like, oh, you know, oh, just, I'll oh, just let it go. You know, it's like, well, maybe, or you could just have a conversation. Um, and the other thing is exactly what you just tapped into is like, you actually rob your relationship of where you could go because every time you have these types of conversations, you develop vulnerability and connection. You develop a deeper relationship versus the surface level, like brushing over stuff. Um, And notoriously, I don't think Kiwis are super good at these conversations. I I think we leave a lot unsaid. Um, And what happens in a relationship over time is that that stuff stacks, Mm. right? So it's when you didn't say anything about the comment they said at dinner, or you didn't mention anything about when they didn't get you a, birthday gift or whatever that it impacted you or it hurt you or they just stack and they stack in the background they're not a big deal on their own you know they're probably not but they stack and they're like a little like a full closet of crap you know like old clothes stuff that you should be throwing out and it's just kind of building up and there's no room for anything new in there um or you know reused or secondhand you can't go get anything special because you've got so much shit in the closet basically um that's how I think of them so they're a courageous conversation because they take courage but they're also a clearing conversation and is another language I use for them because we're just going to clear some crap out of the closet we're just going to get a little bit real about what's been going on um if you've never had them you're probably going to have some stuff from a fair while ago some exes stepmoms parent like you're going to have some stuff to clean up um, that you've been leaving unsaid as you get more practiced in them you just do them each day. You're just like, oh gosh, yeah, I need to deal with that because it's, you know, it's an energetic leak. You can feel them. There's thousands of them and they are actually leaking your energy every time. And so you're not fully showing up in that relationship because of that. Um, And so I think in terms of, yeah, they're they're just so beautiful because they give a clearing to the relationship. And the moment you do that, and we can talk about kind of like a few steps. So Mm. everyone's got something practical. Yeah. yeah, then you've got a clearing for that relationship. It's like, oh yeah, Dee and I had one a few weeks ago and I know he's happy for me to share that stuff. It's like, there'd just been some stuff there. It was just heavy, you know? And I was like, oh, we just need to get up whatever we haven't been saying so we can actually recreate who we are for each other. So when you are having these conversations, super important to have a safe context. Um, Don't just I don't know, barge into someone's, oh, I need to talk to you. Like, you know, you build up the courage and then boom, you kind of, so really creating a safe space for yourself to drop in and just calm your nervous system a little bit. And for them, most people get pretty freaked out if you say like, can we have a conversation? I wouldn't like seeing someone, everyone hates those messages, you know? So I think um, be pretty quick on how you deliver it. Like, hey, is is now a good time for me to just share something that's been sitting with me? They're a yes or they're no, right? So if they're a no, then they're not in the safe place. If they're like, yep, come at me like we're good so really creating that safe space um and then delivering on it relatively quickly and the first thing you really have to look at like radical responsibility so um that's where you start if you go into a conversation to make someone wrong or prove that you're right or any of that like you've actually completely misread what these are about because you're not going to get a clearing no one everyone's going to go into defense mode if you do that you know um However, you're still able to communicate what's there for you. So for me, I always look at maybe for myself, like it's so easy to project like they've been doing this or that, but perhaps look at your part. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I can give examples. I know when I, um, years ago when I first had one, it was with my stepmom and I had had this whole, we had had this whole energy there. And as much as I wanted to project and be like, you did this and you did that. Actually, this was about it creating some space for our relationship moving forward. So I took responsibility first, you know, of like, Hey, look, um, I, I can imagine I was difficult. You know, I, I haven't been super easy to be in relationship with either. either. Um, 
and the impact on me has been this kind of withholding of our love or whatever it is so looking at your place to play first then the impact is really important like what's been there for you so when Dee and I had that the other night it was like you know I feel like I've been kind of making you wrong about some stuff and um you know disempowering you in some things and the impact is like we're losing our intimacy we're losing our connection because we're, we're just not really having the real conversation so starting from that place first is so important on these and you have to put your ego to the side yeah yeah for sure I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like people and if there's a lot of emotion behind it and potentially like angry emotion then people I feel like will just like project and be like you did this and you did that but to actually stop and actually think about how do I fit into all this first I think is key to the the conversation Mm -hmm. actually going well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because people can feel your intention behind that if you go Mm -hmm. in and maybe you need to go do some anger release or whatever if you're if you've got that before Mm -hmm. because that's really unfair to project as well you you obviously you're in there's lessons for you here too you wouldn't have been given this gift or this experience if there wasn't some lessons for you so when you start from that first place you've definitely got to put your ego down and just really own your part in it because that's going to be the fastest way for them to be like you know what I did have a part to play too they won't always. That's the other thing. People are like, oh, what if they don't take, you know, and I'm like, can you still move on? Because this is a clearing for you. This is because this is just an energetic leak for you, mm-hmm. right? So in that point, don't, they don't, if you get attached to them needing to say a particular thing is the other thing. Some people go into these and they're like, all right, I'm going to say this. And then they're going to say this. And I'm like, you definitely have no idea <laughs> what they're mm-hmm. going to say. They may be like, you know what? absolutely I was part of this too let's work through it and they might be like yeah actually you know what you did either way you've got to stay yeah. grounded to your commitment which is just to clear some stuff here yeah um, yeah I think that's I'm glad you mentioned that as well because I feel as someone like me like I get uh, I, I, I'm a planner right I'm an organizer so I will try and envision how the conversation will go and I if it doesn't meet like my expectations or things don't or things aren't said that need to be said, then that'll freak me out during the conversation as well, which isn't good. And like something that I've done in the past as a very anxious person, like I found like letters to be very good. And so like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll write a letter and that either is just all the communication or sometimes it'll trigger a conversation. Um, and then like in the past as well, we've had like family counseling sessions and those that's like the only space ever that that kind of stuff would be talked about but I just wanted Mm. to mention that because I think it's important because courageous conversations you do have to be courageous as fuck because they can be really really scary and so if I feel like if those things help people then then go for it if if you need those external tools or professional help then that's totally an option as well yes love that and and accountability like in our programs when everyone you know we it does come up there's just conversations to get cleared and we've got Mm. to get your energy field clear so you can go and create some cool stuff and so it's always part of it and we always provide a lot of accountability so if you think I'm going to bail out of this tell a friend tell your sister tell someone be like I need accountability because I'm terrified um and they're funny because they usually take like five they might expand but they usually take like 30 seconds to five minutes yeah but the the energy you get on the other side is phenomenal so absolutely letters other support telling a friend to get accountability like really setting yourself up to win because you're not naturally going to go and have them like I don't you know we've got a whole team at untapped that we obviously we have to have loads of courageous conversations in our team and no one is like, oh yeah, I can't wait. Like that's just so unnatural for us, yeah. right? Um, even no matter how practiced you get. So having structures, and I always just request support from my team. I'm like, hey, I need to have a conversation. And I I do need accountability on this because I'm, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> and that's all good. Um, but the more you do them, you feel that energy on the other side and you're like, oh, that feels good. That's that cave you fear to enter. You're like, mm, yes, yeah. Right more of that and um, there is one really good book I was just going to point it out up here called Nonviolent Communication oh, so yeah. NV, yeah NVC um, is just a really powerful little framework if you you know as we talked about taking radical responsibility dealing with the impact and then create something that's that generative when you finish a conversation like that like 
what are you committed to with this person? You don't have to stay in relationship with them if you if that's your choice. But with like even with my stepmom, I was like, moving forwards, I'd love to just have love and generosity and forgive each other. And like, so make sure you create something at the end of those conversations. But if you want to dive further, NVC have a very kind of clear framework that you can use as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When you were talking, a, a book that kept coming to mind for me as well was How to Win Friends and Influence People, which the title eh, I don't really like, but the, and it's crazy that it was written so, so long ago, but it just really rings true to that thing. Like, if you don't have good relationships in your life, then literally what's the point? You know, you can go and succeed and climb the ladder or whatever you want to do in life by yourself. Doesn't mean shit if you have no one to share it with. And I, I love that book because it kind of repeated itself quite a lot, but it it talked about communicating with people and connecting with people from like all different sides, which yeah is really another a good one. Yes, like our whole life sits in the quality of them. And I think just what you said, you can hit as many goals, but if you don't have that level of relationship like it'll always feel lonely you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a huge part of our life and we're not really taught the tools I think I've done a lot of communication curriculum trainings and all sorts of stuff through coaching trainings and books and everything and yeah the reality is like we're not actually taught how to have these conversations or deeper conversations or create generative conversations like communication one of the biggest things in our life and most of us don't have any tools or frameworks like it's quite if you just sit with that you're like yeah okay like you know it's similar um yeah I think it's just a huge place to spend some time and energy investing in 100 percent. and isn't that crazy like that it's such an important part of our lives and like especially like romantic relationships as well and like you look at like our parents and stuff like so many separations and divorce like they didn't learn any of this and like that is when you were talking about and that's why I said like we've had kids my personal family's had counseling sessions and blah 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 because my parents just do not understand how to communicate properly and they've definitely gotten better and I would like to think that I'm somewhat of a teacher for them but like Mm. Daniel and I's relationship you know like our communication is on point like we like never ever argue because it never gets to that like rah 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 you know like that angry argument but we do have like hard conversations but and, and it all comes back to communication, right? And I think this segues very nicely into my next question. And I want to talk about your romantic relationship a little bit. And I wanted to know how you and Dee came to be. I know you mentioned that you met at a personal development thing, which just makes so much sense. And yeah, what's like your top tip for a thriving romantic relationship? Yes, love this. Um, yeah, so Dee and I... Uh, well, I had really got clear for myself of what I wanted in my relationship. And for me, actually, when I did that process, I was like, you know what? And I don't believe that, you know, if you're into personal growth, everyone has to be around you and stuff. I think that the days of that are gone. But for me, it was actually a non-negotiable to have someone who's committed to this work, who wants to live a life in this work, because it's such a soul expression for me. And I, um, and that was just being honest with myself. So Dee and I did meet, we actually met at a social experiment event in Wellington. Um, and so, yeah, from the, from the moment we met, there was a very deep connection, mm. kind of that inexplicable. I'd never really felt that with anyone. Um but, you know, we took our time to go back to our lives and do what we were doing. And then the universe kept colliding <laughs> us together, together, together. So, um, which was, yeah, just just perfect. And eventually just kind of um, when things aligned. And I think that's a beautiful thing when you're both in your own flow and your own essence. And, you know, he was doing heaps in the startup world and I was doing my business and all of that. Um, there isn't that urgency or that need to like seek them out or anything. You're just kind of, yeah, both very whole humans. And um yeah, so it was very distinct, our relationship from any I'd ever been in previously because of that. Like when we both met, we'd both done a lot of work on ourselves. And so we were kind of coming to it really in a whole way. Yes, we still have our wounds and our stuff and our projections to each other. But um, that's what's beautiful is like Dee was really gives me a run for my money and really challenges me in so many ways. And, um, you know, that's why I was so uh, connected to him and what we've created. So we obviously have a, we do personal growth together. We have a business together. Like we are probably the 
extreme end of spending yeah. time together, but we um we love that but it hasn't been easy we're both really big personalities we have so many alignments and we have so many philosophies and differences um so both big personalities working together in a business has added an entire other dynamic so in the first year of being together and working together, we hired a coach and they really coached us through our differences, our strengths, how we could work together as a team um, because we were just activating each other like left, right and centre. Um, so it's, it was a beautiful evolution of, of actually starting to honour each other's strengths. And I think that probably tips into the thriving relationship element is most people get into a relationship and there's a few things after a while they either want the other person to be just like them and start to project like why don't you organize more stuff why don't you do this you know and I did exactly this you know why aren't you more driven why aren't you whatever it is and it's like wait a minute the reason you fell in love with them is because they're everything or they're everything that you're not and then suddenly after a while people start to yeah want them to be more like them Mm. and it's quite a bizarre thing that and then resent them for not being like them and it's like absurd isn't it like and so I think that you look like you're laughing as you know it but yeah yeah. and that was the same for us is like I was like you know I'm super motivated I'm super driven D is very relaxed he's very present like he he's not going to organize the freaking travel insurance in Mexico like that's just not his expression and the other day I literally looked at him and I was like just help with this and he was like anything but that you know like that's just not my who I am so really like letting go of them needing to be like you and learning how to like operate as a freaking powerful team and understanding your partner and their strengths so now I know like D's not necessarily an executor he's an ideator so to come to the weekend I'll be like okay give me 15 ideas on this or we're doing something in business and I'm like I need 10 ideas from you I'm stuck and then he'll ideate and then I'll execute and so we've learned how to like constantly do that because so we don't project all our shit onto them right because otherwise that's what we do we start to create oh you're not like me you know you're this you're that you're whatever it is and really constantly recreating that person um, is one of my favorite tools and what I mean by that is we start to tip into default ways that we relate to people so I'll just give actual context so it's easier to understand. But when I was talking about the clearing conversation we had like a few weeks ago, it's probably a month ago now, um, that was because I could feel myself start to project onto him that he was lazy or not doing enough. All the reasons I love him because he's present and content and beautiful. And he's not, he's very driven in different ways. And then he was starting to project, oh, she's controlling and she's so go-go and she never stops. And all the reasons he loved me and loves me and so what, when we had that conversation, it was about recreating each other. Like, hey, we've actually tipped into default stuff here and we're not creating each other powerfully. We're actually diminishing each other. We're not, we're not instead of falling in love, rising in love, right? Rising together is about, are you creating them? Are you holding them to account for who they say they want to be? Are you loving and supporting your, both your rising or are you diminishing and pointing the finger? You're not giving, you're not meeting my needs. You're not enough, whatever. Um, and so that's a, a huge thing in terms of a thriving relationship is how can you keep recreating each other powerfully and really leveling each other up in whatever ways, like what are their goals? What are their visions? And then what do you have together? And that's something we're always doing for each other is like letting go of our perceptions of them and then literally recreating. And actually, if you're committed to your growth as a relationship, who you got into the relationship as will evolve. And what I've seen is people grow and then their partner still relate to them as who they were three years ago. Mm. And you're like, but it's like a request to actually be recreated. Like I'm actually, I've done some work. I'm actually not that person anymore. And I actually request that you recreate me. And this is not just intimate. This is actually also everywhere. You go back into your family. You've done some growth. You're, you're not the little girl that they keep putting you back in that box you actually have to ask, like, I want to be recreated. I, I want you to stop creating me as controlling or whatever I was. Like, you know, um, I, want to, I want to be recreated as powerful, whatever you're committed to. So I think that's one thing for us we're always doing is like, because we grow so much as well. It's like, we're not who we were three months ago or six months ago. And I actually ask that you recreate me so that we can keep leveling up and expanding in who we are. Um, yeah, so that's like a, a constant conversation we're always having with each other is really looking for those filters and then recreating them for each other. 
So we're powerful together. You know, I think that's like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was laughing so much because I feel like I'm a bit of you and Daniel's a bit of D. Just in like, like listening to your relationship. I'm like, damn, we're like that. Damn, we're like that. So that's why I was laughing so much. But I love that you mentioned that you guys got a coach because I feel in this, like, especially for me, like really invested into my own self-development, especially like last year when I first did HPW, I was like, Daniel, come on. Why aren't you doing something? Come and do something. And I'm doing all this. I'm leveling up. Why aren't you? And like relationship coaches, they're a thing. And you guys have invested into one of them and that should be normal, you know, like you get that external help for the relationship and you can also have like that external help for your own individuals as well. Um, mm. Yeah, that, yeah, what you, all, everything you just mentioned was so powerful as well around that you don't need to be like exactly the same as each other and you do fall in love with a person because that what you're not and I'm guilty of this I'm like Daniel be like me come on do uh-huh. exactly like me <laughs> like do everything like me and I'm like yeah I've got some work to do <laughs> yes <laughs> I yes I love yeah. that you got that because it is it's a hard lesson because you really think like I'm just wanting them to be better or whatever mm. and that's how it comes across yeah. but if you really get freaking real about it it's that ego like but I want you to be where I am and I want you to be what I am and it's like um, there's a, a law of familiarity, which is like, you know, when you buy a new car, or you buy a new handbag, or whatever, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Look after it, so precious. And then it gets a scratch or something spills on it. And you're like, oh, fuck it. It's all whatever now. Um, and that the law of familiarity happens in a relationship where you met them and they were everything. And you were, you know, acknowledging how amazing they were in their growth. And then suddenly you're like, yeah, well, you're the old, you're the old handbag now, aren't you? But how can you constantly see what you originally saw in them? So that's a practice for me. Like, yeah, D is phenomenal in so many ways. So every day I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that, that. And we, we do do something at night before we go to bed, an acknowledgement of, we say, what would you, we actually ask for each other. What would you like to be acknowledged for, t- for today? Mm-hmm. And he might say to me, oh, you know, I want to be acknowledged for cooking. He, he feeds me, I swear I would just eat hummus and carrots if D wasn't around, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just get so focused, but um, you know, he'll be like, Oh, I'd like to be acknowledged for going to the supermarket and doing this for you without even being asked. And then I'll acknowledge him for that. And it's keeping that love and generosity in the context of the relationship. And then, you know, he might say to me, and I'll be like, Oh, you know, I was, did the coaching calls for our one of our programs and, you know, uh, followed up with everyone and did that action that, you know, maybe you were meant to do or whatever. And I, I'd like to be acknowledged for that. And so we're constantly giving each other that acknowledgement. Um, because I feel like we're also super stingy in our relationships. You know, we're not, we're just pointing the finger like, yeah, still haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's been, that's kept the love really present mm. and the generosity. You yeah. mentioned that that was like a daily thing. And Daniel and I have tried that before as well. I think we like tried to do like, what's one thing you learned from the other person? What's something that you liked that they did? And what's something that you love about them? But mm. like, we've, stop doing that now we, I, it only lasted like a couple of weeks if that and yeah so like how do you guys make sure like that that's a non-negotiable that you do every day yeah yeah I think uh, one thing that I learned is just attaching it and I'm, I'm not saying we're, we're perfect there's some nights yeah, it's yeah. just like I'm gonna sleep yeah. um but attaching it to a part of your day so we um like attaching it to a ritual that you already do basically so and it doesn't have to be every day I'm not obsessed with that kind of like too much of that habit forcing stuff like yeah or just forgiving yourself if you don't but attaching it to something you do so for us that's like before we go to sleep so we go to bed at the same time we're like we're like honestly we brush our teeth at the same time like it's actually hilarious if I think about it but um and every night so we actually have a ritual every night of doing that the other thing we do is gratitude bowls so something we're both really grateful for and we do that just before we eat like so attaching it to eat dinner so just attaching these to something you already do like don't make it like a whole thing where you have to sit down for half an hour or you'll never do it but just literally add it to something you already do so for gratitude bowls we put our hands together just before we eat we just say we're something we're grateful for and then we just tip all the vibes in our food and our families make our families and stuff do it and they're like you too honestly (laughs) um they call us they're freaky little vegans we're not even vegan but yeah like like their ulti energy 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the weirdos, but just adding it to something you already do. Um, yeah. So, and making it so easy. Like if you're yeah. finding you're not doing your habits and things, it's probably because it was just a bit much friction. Like what about just one question or yeah. And just like attaching it to something you already do each day is powerful. Mm, thank you for that. That Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And I liked that you mentioned as well that don't like force it, like it doesn't need to be every single day. And I feel like <laughs> that's the energy I've had for a lot of like the rituals I've done for myself, like you must journal every day. And then like, I'll be there writing and I'm like, ah, I don't even know what I want to write about today. So yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, that obviously no one's perfect. Um, and there's just one more thing I wanted to to comment on that you talked about. Um, and it's around the like clinging to the idea of your partner when you first met and I feel like that's a very like subconscious thing that we probably have and if you actually open up the conversation and it probably just needs to be one conversation and be like hey I'm not actually this person anymore and I think that's really powerful because unless you don't actually mention it then it'll continue to be like a subconscious thing forever and I thought yeah that was just something really powerful that I wanted to reiterate again totally so glad you pulled that through because it is it's it's really short it can be 30 second conversation or one minute but it's happening in the background as as pretty much everything we've talked to today is all in the background the default the descriptive all of it the not clearing stuff it all just sits there and really having the self-awareness to bring that forwards and be like oh okay you know they're still putting me in that box or they keep making comments like and that's how we usually identify it is just like it might be just a comment here and there and you're like Mm, where's that coming from and then that's what gives me an indication of you know like I might say something about D or he might say something about me with our friends and then it's like oh okay wait for us and so yeah just just bringing it forwards and yeah recreating each other and making that request in language not like so much communication happens in our head yes, yeah, <laughs> you know like cool. thinking we said something or expecting they should know so definitely bring it forward make it bold, make it powerful, make it exciting. Um, and yeah, don't think that it'll just happen because uh, most people don't even know they're doing it. Mm, yeah, for sure. And it's just, yeah, I think it's just like bringing it, bringing it into existence. I'm definitely someone that talks to myself all the time in my head and I'm like, I'm like blah 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 and Daniel's like you've never even said that to me and I'm like I swear I have and it's just obviously a conversation that I've had in my very overthinking head that mm. has happened and it hasn't and like I do not give Daniel enough credit for how much he actually like listens and like takes things on board like if I mentioned to him once about something he will pick it up and I'm like damn boy <laughs> like you actually listen and so I think like don't I feel like I just want to say to people like don't underestimate the power of just one conversation like it doesn't need to be something that you constantly need to remind them about but just even just starting it in one conversation it opens it up I reckon Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful Mm, amazing all right I have one more question for you and it is what piece of advice would you give to someone who is currently surrounded by quite superficial connections but they want deeper more fulfilling relationships Mm. Um, there's a quote that I really like like do the things you love and the ones you love will find you mm. and that was totally true for us and something we continue to live by is like you get to go to the places where there are other people you want to connect with you know I think um, there's yeah like go to the events you know I know for when we ran social experiment and all of our untapped community it's like people a lot of people are coming there because they're like oh man I just want more I want that energy and so you might have to invest money you might have to invest time but like just get into those communities just seek out the places where there are people with the more values alignment and doing the deeper work and allow yourself to be to get into those spaces and and yeah it's like a little bit daunting because you won't Mm -hmm. know anyone like when I was in law and I felt that too and you know that was a very lonely transition of my life if I really reflect on it which why I love group programs and community because I did feel pretty lonely for a really long time as I was evolving in my identity but I would go to these events I didn't know anyone like I would seek them out I remember finding this little card at Lululemon and being like oh what's this thing and I went and I didn't know anyone and you know I I didn't even know where I was going in the city because I'd never been to that part and all of that and you feel like it's just following those little nudges of like oh I don't know what that is but I feel kind of excited by it which I know you've done as well right you're just like I'm just going to kind of head towards this community or, you know, and that, and just like 
trusting those those little nudges to go towards those um, so that you can be surrounded by those people and be inspired and allow yourself. Um, and I think based on the conversation we've had, also be willing to recreate the relationships you currently have. Um, so it's a duality of go and seek out these other ones, but also mm. make sure you're effectively dealing with the ones you've already got because, yeah. you know, intimate family like that, they're going to be there for a while. So let's get the clearing conversations done. Let's get some generative communications going in those contexts, because if you just go and try and keep seeking, yeah. you're not actually dealing with what's right in front of you. So I think it's definitely a duality of both yeah. of them. Yeah. Mm, that's that's really important and I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like we can just try and seek and go and find this new amazing community and you're forgetting about the people that are, are with you and yeah like family you can't exactly get rid of them you know you're tied tied yeah. for life by blood so I think that even yeah. like that's a good place to start as well um yeah. and it could just be really really little steps and I just want to give a perspective around like going to events from a socially anxious person like it is fucking scary and the mind will be racing and you'll just be like no one want to talk to me blah 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 I I still to this day really struggle like approaching people and like going up to a conversation because you don't want to disrupt you don't like they're obviously talking about something but honestly like the best thing I found is just a five second rule that like count to five and just go and and that's all you can really do and from one socially anxious person I, I can do it anyone can do it yeah so good and I'm um what one tip that I really because I love that I think that's so important to acknowledge is like you're still going to feel quite anxious like yeah um for me I used to find networking like banter stuff really ch- I'm not um I'm not very good at it like mm. if you put me in a really like um big group of people and everyone's bantering and like I I almost like freeze I'm not very good at superficial small talk yeah and I used to make myself so wrong for that and be like oh gosh like am I just a complete loser like I just freeze and I can't even say anything um what I discovered is I'm actually a relator I'm a very deep relator like I can go for like obviously I just talk about people's insecurities dreams and fears all day long so like here for that and it's funny now because you know people expect that of me we often don't go to many of the superficial things anymore because we're so deep but it's um that gave me permission when I went to those events to just find one or two people and just go really deep with them um because I wasn't so good at the like big group stuff so I might stand by the food and just find one person and be like okay let's just go deep and that gave me you know it's not about having 55 million friends it's about you know some really quality relationships that will transform your life so don't feel the need to meet you know, 30 people or whatever, just find one person and drop in if, if you're more of a relator style. Yeah, mm, for sure. And I feel like I am quite like that as well. And I used to think something was wrong with me because I couldn't work the room, you know, I couldn't go talk to yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. And pe- there are people like that. And that's how they thrive and amazing. But and now that I think about it, like I always give my mum shit for like getting really deep with just randoms and like shops and stuff. But now that I think about it, that's definitely what I do at networking events. And that's what I have the most fun when I'm like, and like, I guess I used to think of it from the perspective like oh I've clung to this person because I'm talking to them let's just stay with them all night but that doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing right yeah no I've still literally got amazing friendships from people I clung to you know if that's what we call it at those events like I was like okay one or two friends like that'll be great and they're still my friends so I really I think I think we again it's like that perception stuff of what what society's told us like networking and like work the room and like all of that like that's all very up here and that just doesn't necessarily work for everyone so I think finding your groove and meeting new people and just being okay like it's not going to look like x y and z and that's cool yeah mm, epic well done that was a fucking amazing episode <laughs> I love that so much and it's been yeah just an absolute pleasure to have you on and it's so easy as well to bring on a guest that you know it just makes yeah. things yeah so much more comfortable and the conversations can get really deep and yeah I just really appreciate you so much Brian and yeah thank you so much for for jumping on the pod today Yes, thank you for having me here. Um, I really love, thank you for the opportunity to jam on this because this is an area that I, I love and I've spent a lot of time and energy on and I do do truly believe it's like the place that our life can expand. So, you know, for anyone who's listening to this, like go out and 
have a go at a generative conversation or have a clearing conversation. And because yeah, our life really levels up in this area. So thank you so much for having me here. And I'm so proud of all you've created <laughs> and seeing your growth and expansion and who you are for the world and you know what you've created in your own community. So it's truly like phenomenal. You are a generative person. When you said that, I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you've cultivated an environment to reflect that. So yeah, just really proud of you and honored to be here today too. Mm, thank you thank you I'm not gonna lie I got so much value out of this out of this recording so yeah it's been the best thank you so much for spending time with me and investing time into yourself what a testament to your growth and future you if you loved this ep please leave me a review and connect with me on insta I can't wait to have you a part of the fluorescence community Ooh.